there listeners welcome to episode 189 of never on the back foot podcast australia won the icc women's t20 world cup again no surprises there yet we got to see an amazing world cup with some quality cricket on display on the podcast to join us for a discussion on the same we have shraddha shridharan a professional cricketer having represented tamil nadu in the senior category she is an extremely passionate follower of the sport a bcci and icc certified coach cricket analyst and broadcaster for leading media houses she is also a cricket coach actively involved in shaping young and aspiring students of the game apart from cricket she is a legal professional with a corporate background without further ado let's get started Hi Shanta, welcome to uh, Never on the Backfoot podcast. First things first, how are you doing today? Hi Neha, thanks for having me here. It's always great interacting with you. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? Likewise, I'm doing well. And uh, you know, this collaboration was long pending as we have been, uh, <laughs> you know, wanting to do this for a long time as well. But uh, our topic for discussion is super interesting, right? Now we had an amazing uh, T20 World Cup. So what are your initial uh, thoughts and observations of that T20 World Cup that just passed by us? I think it was uh, a fantastic tournament and, you know, a wonderful advertisement for women's cricket overall. We had some... you know really close games some uh, individual brilliances and uh, some teams like you know south africa and even sri lanka in the initial stages of the tournament you know uh, really stepping up and showing that definitely you know if they play to their potential they can you know, actually make a difference and you know to see teams like new zealand one of the strongest contenders you know just getting all out for less than 100 twice in the t20 tournament was you know surprising as well so it had its ups and downs but you know it it really really made for a great world cup i thoroughly enjoyed it absolutely i mean the quality of cricket uh, that we got to see through and through and you know even through the ups and downs of uh, most of the teams uh, emerged a winner in the form of australia and that is a discussion thread that we will uh, get to as we progress in the episode but if you had to look at the world cup like overall to what were some of your like significant takeaways or did you observe any trends like you know like the way the runs were scored the uh, you know economy rates being high or the scoring rates being high so do you have any uh, particular observations Yeah, see uh, the first standout thing was you know uh, i really like the fielding standards that uh, certain teams set you know south africa for example were you know just too good uh, they you know took uh, crucial catches under pressure they were brilliant on the field just diving around uh, you know uh, saving those boundaries and even australia of course uh, who better than them actually you know that uh, we'll all remember that famous dive and save from perry in the semi finals so yeah. you know she she not only saved two runs but again she took another catch uh, i think of that was uh, i think of radha yadav or someone but still it was a catch under pressure so you know they saved a lot of runs on the field eventually we fell short by three runs so again that was fantastic you know the girls being so fit and just throwing them, themselves around the ground was great to watch and no i even like the fact that uh, you know teams like pakistan you know just going hard right from the start uh, india versus pakistan you know they yeah, almost yeah. managed to you know uh, get over the line uh, against us uh, the way they went about their scoring the way they you know took those quick singles was 
something that we indian team can learn from them a lot and you know some really great talents as well on show like uh, i uh, you know aisha naseem you know hitting those mm-hmm. long sixes you know so really special talents like that so you know overall fitness fielding and uh, you know running between the wickets was my key takeaway absolutely and uh, even you know heading into the world cup like what were some of your predictions and did they play out as you had imagined because most of us knew hey it's going to be australia that's going to be in the finals for sure but uh, there was still you know some expectations that india might actually you know come through defeat a team like australia but did you have any predictions and did you see them uh, playing through in the world cup yeah see actually uh, you know uh, uh, like everyone i thought you know i got the final four correct it was you know obvious between uh, you know england australia south africa and india and you know the way uh, new zealand played their first two games you know made it even more evident that uh, south africa would be the team uh, to you know come through but south africa you know credits to them after suffering a huge setback you know to come uh, very strongly and get into the finals was a, a fantastic effort uh yes i got the final four, final four right but i kind of thought that india would go past england because they been you know beating them consistently like uh, we bet them in the semi finals of the commonwealth games mm-hmm. but uh, you know the team did not have uh, uh, players like uh, heather knight but still a win was a win and we had managed to also you know win against england yeah. in the od series it was a white wash so i thought you know we would be well over england but uh, you know we fell short we fell really short uh, in the game against england and that hurt us real bad so had we won that game we would have uh, faced a different semi finalist but it was not to be so that one one of my calculations really really went on <laughs> absolutely and uh, you know many were hoping that you know india would win that uh, match against england like you know and have better results end up at the top of the exactly. table so you meet uh, yes <laughs> you know south africa but then that's how life is okay. you know uh, india uh, did end up second on the table we met australia and we had a very tough uh, semi final but that also brings us to australia right now they had a remarkable uh, world cup like just imagine they started the world cup with their warm up matches losing to ireland coming back from that loss to actually winning was not a surprise but then you could see there was no psychological uh, you know uh, underpinnings of that loss that played through to, uh, you know in their entire campaign they looked like the same fierce outfit they were from like all the editions we've seen so far so how would you assess uh, australia's performance and what makes them such a dominant outfit i mean uh, you know they, they have got used to you know playing finals they they are each and every player in their squad is used to such big occasions hmm. and uh, you know that's what we have seen uh, playing a final uh, getting to a final in each and every edition of a world cup in respective of the format itself you know it's a huge achievement as a team and uh, you know they managed to really stick well together and uh, you know they also have their backs i would say that you know uh, as uh, megan shoot also came out and said one of in one of the pressers mm-hmm. after the semi finals she had said that you know uh, we really don't show emotions if some disappointment happens on the field you know we just back each other and we know we'll come back stronger so that that's kind of a champion mindset and it shows the way that uh, you know they have been practicing uh, mm-hmm. as a unit so as a unit they pa- practice fearless cricket and the best thing about them is they don't give up even though you know uh, uh, india have managed to get the better of them on a few occasions you know t20 cricket is always about these little phases even though at phases when india is on top 
you know even if they can't control things with you know bowling if the bowling is going going awry the fielders are always there to support mm. they do some you know terrific catching they save save a lot of runs and uh, you know that eventually lifts their team up and uh, you know everyone they also have those kind of quality all rounders like uh, talia magra delhi mm. peri has been uh, you know a very very significant since her uh, t20 world cup return after the 2020 mm-hmm. world cup so you know having those players uh, under a lot of pressure environment you know in the domestic setup has also helped them this long so they play 16 games uh, mm-hmm. you know all high pressure games in the wbbn so we see the likes of anabel sutherland the very young cricketers also mm-hmm. you know being exposed to high pressure environments in such a young age so i think uh, you know that kind of helps them to bridge the gap uh, between the uh, domestic and the international circuit so even if they are uh, they have some injuries they are, they seem to be really unfazed by it because they have the correct uh, replacements for example mm-hmm. if a pelly is not peri is not there tania megra is there if she is not there anabar sutherland can just you know uh, pick up from where they left uh, again that's the quality that's the depth they have you know developed they have invested in their uh, grassroots cricket credits mm-hmm. uh, to cricket australia as well i think they track their cricketers right from the age of 14 and 15 so i think that system uh, you know that coordination that synchronization has mm-hmm. really worked in producing quality players for australia and they also seem to you know uh, unearth some real talents like <laughs> grace harris they have nora harris you know who's her sister who's you know also no stranger to big hitting they seem to you know just unearth players of quality just because of the system that they had invested mm. in so hopefully you know with the wpl we will be able to you know bridge the gap in another probably 2 to 3 years so that's where you know system wise they stand really apart absolutely i completely agree with uh, some of the very important uh, pointers you bring right of what makes australia such a uh, dominant outfit but there are also some processes and mechanisms i think that really work well for australia they have so many training camps we have almost all of the players who play in the wncl so regularly you know which gives them exposure with like the domestic players Absolutely. and uh, it really keeps them you know match fit all the time so with the indian players you see how most of them don't like you know play the uh, domestic uh, like leagues as much now because you know they're all like india players so do, so what do you think uh, india can do you know and take from australia like you know should we play a lot more domestic cricket and have a lot more fitness camps to just you know revamp the whole system definitely you know matches playing a lot more matches is a no brainer i think you know no match no practice better than a match than an actual mm-hmm. match that's what you know coaches say even at the grassroots level so playing a match a practice even though uh, if it's a practice match that really teaches you a lot of things rather than just going in the nets and nets and just going mm-hmm. uh, bam 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 so that's not going to help always of course you can depend on uh, nets for your off season but again matches will definitely help and also you know if india can you know pick out a set of players who have been doing really well in the domestic circuit for example someone like uh, ashreyanka patel who was very impressive someone like a komal zanzad has been really doing well someone like uh, you know a sneha deepthi mm-hmm. you know and and get a team of you know get a squad of probably you know 20 players uh, or you know even 25 players you can adjust add uh, two or three players who have just played the mm-hmm. under 19 world cup also and you know we can make the team tour uh, australia england new zealand you know yes. so that they, that team can be named india a 
Yeah. So I think we had one such India A tour in, uh, you know, January 2020, just before the T20 World Cup that was led by Veda. So, you know, even international cricketers who had, you know, missed their place in the squad can also be added to that squad. So, so that, you know, even though the international premier players are on tour, hmm. this uh, squad can, you know, travel to countries, like I said, New Zealand face hmm. challenging conditions. So that, you know, they just get the exposure. They can play with the New Zealand A side. They can play with whatever side that is, Mm. you know, available in that time. So this kind of a system really will, you know, help to kind of bridge the gap. And that's where you get these like-to-like replacements again. Mm. So if someone in the senior team is not doing well, you have a potential, for example, uh, you know, if a Smriti Mandana gets injured or isn't doing well, she wants to be rested. Hmm. You need to have someone from this India A tour stepping into her shoes right away. And mm-hmm. that person, you know, at that stage, uh, you know, shouldn't have any inhibitions. So they should be able to express themselves clearly. So only match practice and touring, uh, you know, uh, A sides will help overcoming this. And apart from that, you made a fantastic point about the off-season camps. Recently, uh, NCA conducted uh, two camps, two specialist mm-hmm. camps for the under-19 cricketers. And we see the results now. They went on to win the, you know, the, the trophy for the first time. Yeah. So, you know, they can have specialist camps as well, like how they do for the men, you know, for spinners, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, even for medium pacers, have a specialist camp, you know, uh, bring in some 10 to 15 promising uh, medium pacers, like someone even from the under-19 level, like uh, Tita Sado, like uh, Shabnam Indi, uh, right, right from them and, you know, even to the most senior players like Shika Pandey during the off-season and, you know, just ask them to work yeah. on variations, something like a bouncer, things like that. So, you know, we, we are definitely not short of, you know, quality coaching mm-hmm. staff in India. We already have the facilities, we have the environment, we have, you know, the best people to guide. So, mm-hmm. You know, I think these two things are the way to go about and of course WPL will also help. But beyond that, after the WPL, you know, the girls, at least the cream, the top 60 or 50 cricketers should always be actively involved in playing more number of matches. Absolutely. And I think the brilliant point you brought up was that of India A2. That is something that really needs to be reinforced. I think and I think the other point you brought in was how we have the pedigree, right? We have the talent, we have the potential. It's just about giving them like the right direction and, uh, you know, having the management actually invest in these 50, 60 players. So like Australia, you'd have like a talent pool because there is no dearth of yeah. talent in a country like ours. Yet, you know, when you look at India's campaign, it was quite uh, disappointing, right? We had yet another semi-final exit. But uh, were you disappointed or do you still feel, you know, that, hey, we came this far. It's a lot to be proud of. But then we need to put in those hard yards to see better outcomes, maybe? Uh, no, no. I I probably made, might receive some brickbats for saying this. But <laughs> uh, then it is, I, I feel that it is something that uh, we shouldn't be that proud of. Uh, okay. You know, uh, it is obvious that India was one of the semi-finalists being in the, you know, the uh, pool B, which is, which had the less number of competi- competitors, okay. fierce competitors when compared to the other group. So making to the semi-finals, yes, that was expected. But, uh, you know, our fielding and, uh, you know, running between the wickets was again really, really disappointing. We, we managed to scrape through uh, against Pakistan, see. Uh, this teams like England and Australia, if you observe them, they just scamper through for the first run. Mm-hmm. Once the ball goes into the outfield, they, they, they just put their heads right down and they just sprint through for the first run 
to see if there is any chance for the second run. But somehow, the Indians, especially the openers, uh, you know, I, I just would like to, you know, put out some stats for you. So, okay. you know, in the tri-series, uh, you know, which India played uh, ahead of the T20 World Cup in South mm-hmm. Africa, we had managed to, you know, uh, squeeze so many dot balls in the power playovers. So, mm-hmm. in the finals, especially, we had 24 dot balls in the power play alone. So, mm-hmm. out of 36 deliveries, if you are going to have dots for 24 deliveries, that's definitely not going to help you. And it's yeah. going to put a lot of pressure under the batters uh, coming in at number four and number five. With just two fielders outside, even if they bowl so many tighter lines, you can easily get, you know, six runs for over by just, you know, mm-hmm. tapping, uh, by playing drives to the left or right of the fielders. Just, just, you know, just focus on running between the wickets. Mm-hmm. And whenever the ball goes into the outfield, you need to have that intention of, okay, there is a chance for a second run here. So mm-hmm. if you don't do that, and naturally the fielder is not already under pressure. So if if I, I, I am as a batter, you know, I scamper through for the first run and you are coming in as a fielder. So naturally you will be watching me. Yeah. And, you know, uh, in that in that moment of anticipation, there is a chance of a misfield happening. So if a misfield happens, you automatically go for the second run. So that's how you convert your ones into twos we unfortunately we lack that intent of even going for the second run and i felt there was a lot of ball watching as well once the ball is hit into the air our batters were like you know just watching the ball and there was mm. you know uh, at the last moment the fielder puts in a dive and saves it there is just one run uh, uh, they thought it would be a four i understand but you should be running you should be able to get at least mm. two or three runs uh, in those balls so that's the area where we really lack and See, all those runs hurt us because we eventually lost the semi-final by just three runs, right? So, you know, converting those ones into two, that is something mm-hmm. that we really, really need to work upon. Running between wickets needs a lot of work. That's one thing. And the second disappointing thing was obviously the most talked about fielding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, catching, uh, dropping catches is definitely not going to help. And, you know, the Australians are, as we you know, quality cricketers. So, you know, they just give one chance. And, uh, you know, uh, Shefali Verma dropping Beth Mooney at long gone was mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, that was a straightforward catch. And you expect players to take uh, those kind of catches at that particular level. So, Mooney managed to, you know, score 15, 20 runs. Uh, she added some 20 runs after that and mm-hmm. then only got out. So, you know, that was kind of disappointing. And there were a few misfields. I think we uh, lost, we gifted some at least 8 to 10 runs against Australia. And again, yeah. that kind of... Uh, you know, uh, just really, really broke my heart. It's uh, batters tried their best, but again, it was our fielding and uh, fitness that let us down. So, you know, okay, you know, if I'm being being really harsh, then uh, I'm, you know, I'm ready to accept it. But this is definitely not what is expected out of India after, you know, they are playing their, uh, I think, third, uh, I think, 2017, 18, 20, they are play, making their fourth semi-final appearance. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, definitely, you know, fielding and fitness means a lot of work because if your batting and bowling doesn't go your way, it's mm. going to be the fielding that is going to, you know, up your spirits. 
Right. I mean, perhaps it is, you know, the barest of the matches that obviously caused the biggest of the heartbreaks when it has been the case for India for almost a very long time now. Now we see, you know, uh, earlier too, you spoke about how the Women's Premier League coming in is going to be a massive positive, not just for the domestic cricketers, but also for your more established uh, names. But do you think India and, you know, will be more adept at, you know, dealing with nervy matches? Because now you're interacting with like international cricketers. And besides, you know, the intermingling of culture, will you also see like mindset and strength? strategies, how to be, uh, you know, a much more professional cricketer also coming through and can India actually look to, the Indian players, you know, look to imbibe these uh, qualities and, you know, just be better versions of themselves? Definitely. I think uh, the WPL is a stepping stone for that. They will share, uh, you know, dressing room with a lot of legends like Meg Lanning, Ellie Spirit. I think even Shafali Verma already you know, seems to interact a lot with Mick Lanning and, mm. you know, uh, she is a potential future captain for the Indian team if you think, I think, 10, 10 years down the lane. So, yeah. you know, uh, to see that kind of interactions, that's going to be really helpful for uh, the Indian girls and, uh, you know, with players like even in the RCB outfit, you know, they have, you know, four captains in their mix. You know, Smithy, mm. apart from Smithy, they have Divine, they have Vanny Kirk and they have Elise Perry also who has led Sydney Sixers and yeah. Heather Knight. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and of course, see, uh, players like Shreyanka Patel, uh, you know, uh, people like her can, you know, Kanika can definitely look up to them and, you know, have a chat with them on how do they go about chasers, mm-hmm. uh, what, and they can also visibly see as to how they, how seriously they, you know, how intent, what is their intent during practice sessions? Do they practice with a target? They practice with a purpose? All of those simple things they can learn about. And, uh, you know, even with the way they work out, the diet that they follow, I think uh, even Harman spoke once about the, how the WP, WBBL has transformed her mm-hmm. entire game itself. So she spoke about what, how the players train, she, that she learned a lot uh, from the Australian cricketer. So, no, of course, the WPL is going to be, uh, you know, great. And, uh, you know, having a lot of players, experienced foreign nationals will, you know, definitely make better and we can learn a lot of strategies also from the way Meg Lanning sets her fields. She is just impeccable and the lady has already five World Cup titles <laughs> to her name and she's just yeah. 30 years old. So she must be doing something right. So, you know, you can definitely learn a lot from her and that's going to be, you know, invaluable and, you know, that cannot be obtained under you know, any other circumstance. And so it's, it's, it's going to be great. Right. And here's hoping, you know, in two, three years time, we get to see, uh, we can, you know, reap the dividends of this uh, brilliant league that is yeah. actually, you know, uh, capturing the imagination of the nation like none other and doing so much uh, good as well. And, you know, the crux of our discussion so far has been obviously Australia because they are a team that has... Uh, well managed to win literally everything that's happening right now in women's cricket but let's focus on other teams right let's talk about Pakistan now they had an interesting World Cup Uh, they really looked like they could uh, challenge the other teams and at some point in one of the permutations and combinations there was a possibility of them you know overtaking India provided India would lose uh, some of the matches and them making it to the semi-finals but yeah that didn't happen but how would you look at their World Cup and considering they don't play as much international cricket with a lot of other society yeah. problems and like scheduling and everything, how would you look at their run? The gap is definitely closing down. You know, unless India improve, you know, as I said, uh, on, lot, on, on a lot of aspects, it's going to be really difficult in another two to three years' time against teams like Pakistan and even Bangladesh. You know, mm-hmm. Pakistan betters in the Asia Cup, if we all remember in the league stage. 
you know uh, they just they just took the game away from us just by running uh, even in the world cup if you see you know uh, bisma maruf and you know fortunately for us nidadar got out really mm. early but uh, you know sidra amin and uh, bisma maruf are able to annoy us each and every time by picking <laughs> those quick singles you know without a risk they are able to you know just milk eight runs see the running you know this drop and run against our spinners their tactics has been you know have mm. been uh, really phenomenal and uh, you know their fielding i think uh, you know it really deserves a lot of uh, you know credit right. the last two years they have become a lot fitter they are just throwing themselves around the field their throws have become sharper they are more agile they are more quick so you know uh, it, it is it is getting really really uh, dangerous for india you know unless we start working on certain aspects and even bangladesh as well you know uh, mm. Uh, their under 19 team gave a very very stiff competition ah, they managed yeah. to beat australia as well so but they do really have some talented cricketers in their mix as well so now i see pakistan uh, as a real threat mm-hmm. uh, you know they are just uh, uh, they just lack a lot of exposure when compared to india as you rightly pointed out so just a few matches and they'll be as dangerous as a new zealand is to india I think it's brilliant to see uh, you know teams from the subcontinent other than uh, like India uh, challenging the big 3 we see the hegemony of big 3 all the time uh, maybe even a little bit of like new zealand and south africa but it's great to see you know pakistan and uh, bangladesh emerging and sri lanka you know if they get their uh, stuff sorted uh, probably they yeah yeah get... it's about their day if it's uh, you know their day they also you know uh, their openers chamari was not in the best of form ah. in the world cup but it was the other players like uh, you know inoka ranavira one uh, experienced nilakshi diselva and yeah. uh, you know hasini uh, perera the other opener just just stepping up to the occasion and winning the first two games they were actually the table toppers in the after the yeah. second round of, of the tournament and they received i think uh, a match fee high also so i think it's a, it's a great uh, you know breakthrough performance for them winning two games mm-hmm. one against south africa it was a very tight game and kudos for them to you know holding yeah. their nerve just winning it by three runs so that was great absolutely and uh, when we look at the other team under focus now we have england right now they had a chance at glory but they lost to south africa and if you've observed the recent trend with england you know even in the commonwealth games we saw how they lost to new zealand it's like they again having this problem of choking when it comes to uh, knockout matches so how would you look at you know england's campaign at large in this world cup and what do you think is happening in these uh, like very important matches and they just miss by a whisker or so I think it's it's uh, you know really difficult you know performing like a dream team in the league stage and you know <laughs> to come into the knockouts and you know just to uh, lose a very very close game is yeah. actually heartbreaking again i would say that it's just a matter of how they have uh, been handling pressure yeah. you know australia is definitely leagues apart and uh, england they seem to have lost uh, their way a little bit especially the lower mm-hmm. uh middle order uh, you know and you know in the in the world cup semi final i think they uh, just turned the tide it was in 2020 it was england uh, you know just uh, getting over south africa yeah. and in 2023 it is just uh, you know uh, south africa getting over me it's it's again uh, uh, an issue of uh, performing under crux situation it's about you know taking uh, the game deep down as much mm-hmm. as possible Heather Knight was obviously uh, you know playing her part 
had any one of amy jones or even catherine brunt who can bat a little bit mm-hmm. stayed with heather knight uh, you know for a couple of hours she would have guided the team home and uh, you know uh, i also felt that uh, the england team uh, england batting order is currently you know very very heavily dependent on two people heather and you know nat siver so they yeah if they don't take the game to the end then it's uh, you know it's it's going to be a, a really difficult chase for england and yeah. uh, again again if, if the run rate i remember was just you know seven runs seven and a half per over mm-hmm. which was easily achievable under those conditions so yeah. i think they overdid a little bit they they wanted to you know just blast off just you know uh, hit a couple of boundaries rather than you know trying to take the day a uh, game deep like yeah. uh, how heather had done but eventually when wickets are falling at the other end it becomes very difficult even for the most experienced batsman and the run rate just keeps climbing up and again there were a few you know i think uh, you know unexpected mistakes like you know a uh, bat with a bo- more of a bowler kind of batter you know bowling all rounder taking a single of the last ball uh, you know to uh, get uh, take strike after mm-hmm. the in the for the next over the majority of the next over when you have someone like a heather knight who is just firing away at the other end so i think those kind of basic mistakes uh, were really really cost uh, england a lot even in the commonwealth games mm-hmm. i think uh, sophie eccleston Uh, who has a tremendous ability of striking the ball we saw her in the wpl with uh, grace hands yeah. so catherine brunt was sent ahead of sophie eccleston and uh, you know sophie eccleston hit a six of the first ball mm-hmm. so had sophie eccleston been sent ahead of catherine brunt who who just you know uh, plays uh, her shots despite the situation so sophie is more i feel like uh, you know an adaptable batter mm-hmm. so again you know sending the right place in the right time also matters a lot so england you know just collapsed a little bit in their decision making and you know absorbing pressure those are some really uh, good points too and when you look at england right even pre world cup they had some very questionable choices with their like squad selected itself you have someone like a tammy bowmont who's uh, warming the benches uh, they didn't uh, like lauren winfield hill also didn't get uh matches and it was a very uh, like questionable uh, squad chosen itself right they had danny wild yeah, and think, like uh, sophia dunkley to open so how did you uh, correct, make correct. of that i think tammy bumont was a surprise because she is the really you know chirpy player yeah. who, you know actually uh, does really well at the top and you know they have tried out a lot of permutations combinations and mm. i think earlier they had a set pattern and if they had stuck to that probably they would have fetched, it would have fetched them better results but i think too much of experimentation at the top also hurt them a little bit because your openers you are just constantly shifting and they don't know their role currently one game wyatt plays at the top you know after three four games she plays the role oh. of finisher so if it's not clear then it's not becoming easy for the players to because when you look at a team like australia they have the luxury to you know experiment like that like we saw how some games ellie sperry was opening then she came like lower down the order i mean they have like players who are so flexible who can be used as floaters here and there but i think england would really want to you know have a rethink on their entire strategy and you know have a men's moment like after the 2019 totally uh, you know world totally. cup we saw the success was after a set of like poor performances they reevaluated everything came back uh, stronger right so i right. think england would uh, want to re strategize and uh, 
Yeah, and you know, talking about another team that often, uh, rather unfortunately, carries the choke, carries the tag of being chokers is that of South Africa, right? I mean, this is a team that plays with heart all the time. Uh, this was a home World Cup for them. There's obviously a lot of pressure coming in. The under-19 World Cup didn't go their way at all. So uh, the senior team obviously did have uh, some onus to, you know, uh, win the silverware, but they had a dramatic World Cup, I'd say, losing that first match to uh, Sri Lanka. And then they still bounced back, you know, to win uh, the other two matches in their uh, group stages, but they had to depend on a lot of uh, circumstances as well. And they finally did make their way into the semi finals. So, what are your thoughts on like South Africa's campaign and, uh, you know, going ahead? Do you see them as strong contenders? Absolutely. You know, we spoke about Pakistan and Bangladesh posing a real mm-hmm. threat again. South Africa is going to come at you really, really hard. Uh, and it's not going to be easy to, you know, defeat them uh, with the way that the brand of cricket that they are playing right yeah. now. To defeat England in a semi-final, you know, <laughs> a home game, uh, a huge crowd in. And they would have all, you know, uh, most of the players were like uh, Shabnam Ismail, uh, and uh, even, you know, Marizan Cap was were already part of the 2017 semi-final, you know, World Cup campaign and even the 2021. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, they would have definitely, those majors would have flashed on their minds, but uh, it was a fantastic effort from South Africa, you know. To, they have some special players now, I think. Uh, yeah. The players really, really stepped up. I really loved the approach of Tasman Brits. You know, her story is also very, very inspiring that, yeah. you know, she won't aspire to be an Olympic athlete and, you know, she got, unfortunately got injured in an accident and the way she came back, you know, getting those explosive starts. Laura Volvo didn't start off as well as expected, mm-hmm. but she also joined the party when it was uh, yeah, yeah. most required. I think, uh, you know, Sunday Lu also deserves a lot of credit for utilizing the available resources really, really well. And, uh, you know, Nadine Dieklerk is one of the most underrated uh, bowlers, mm-hmm. I find. Uh, even though she did not get a lot of wickets, but it was actually her bowling, you know, bowling, she was bowling really, really tight and yeah. keeping it simple, like keeping it wicket to wicket, which fetched wickets at the other end. So the other right. bowlers can actually, you know, go to Nadine Clerk and say a huge thanks. The thanks, mate, that you have, you know, your bowling has fetched me a wicket. Mm-hmm. So that was the way, uh, you know, that... Uh, they went went on as a team and Shabnam Ismail. Oh my God, what what a what a character! Yeah. coming in coming in hard at you. So those bounces, some bounces at one twenty five, one twenty eight kpitch was unbelievable. You know, she mm-hmm. she really you know ramped it up. Uh, you know, she kept the batters guessing. There was a bouncer and there was mm-hmm. a foolish length delivery, and you know she she really really uh, you know. Uh, did a fantastic job for South Africa with the new ball and even at right. the death uh, in certain games. So, again, uh, Marizan Cap also with her experience, felt that, you know, she could have contributed a little bit more, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the knockout stages, but unfortunately wasn't uh, to be. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, Ayabonga Kaka also, one of the most underrated bowlers. Yeah. She's very, very difficult to, uh, you know, hit and uh, get get runs. It's very difficult to get runs off her because mm-hmm. she's very, very smooth through the air. And uh, she also, you know, nails those yorkers, which mm-hmm. is very difficult for, you know, the batters to just hit her through the line. And one more error is one of, you know, everyone would say that Vanny Kirk. Yeah. Vanny Kirk was a heartbreaking, you know, her exclusion was definitely, at least for me, it was a heartbreaking thing Absolutely. because... 
you know yes i understand that you have standards for for fitness you know for the players but um, again it's it's a world cup it's a world cup mm-hmm. at home for good time sake and we have a player of her caliber who has led the team to two semi finals mm-hmm. she won the 100 title for oval invincibles uh, uh, yes oval invincible back to back and mm-hmm. she is known to be one of the you know most intelligent cricketers one of the best strategizers of the game as mm-hmm. uh, you know i can mildly put it forward so i think she she was she was sorely missed you know having her experience around you know with the bat and you know even with the leggy going around sanilu is more of a batting all rounder i would say you know she's mm. she's a leggy i would say more discover as a more part time leggy but you know they missed uh, venika kaifan but for south africa men and women you know the, uh, overall it was their first final and i think mm. they did really well to get that close again uh, australia that uh, the total was target was a bit too much many and you know after losing marijan cap also early i think Nora Walworth tried her best, but again, mighty Australia for you again. But but you know, uh, exciting times ahead for South African cricket. Absolutely. Now you know we've spoken about uh, quite a few interesting teams as well, and uh, that brings us to New Zealand and Sri Lanka. Now they yet again had forgettable uh, World Cup campaigns. You know, losing matches, uh, winning some, but you know they. did not make that solid impression that we did quite expect from them so what are your thoughts on uh, their uh, campaigns and going ahead can we see some uh, seismic changes that could probably help them uh, be better teams i wouldn't say it was that disappointing for sri lanka although the you know the results or the points table might look but you know them uh, going over the line against south africa was uh, still in my opinion a huge thing and you know they they actually were the table toppers from uh, you know after the first two rounds of uh, league game so that was definitely yeah. a, you know that would have been a huge uh, you know achievement for them and uh, even as i said earlier like uh, they were not dependent uh, completely on chamari chamari was you know kind of blowing hot and cold in this t20 world cup mm-hmm. uh, it was the other players actually like uh, loka ranavira uh no uh, kavisha dilhari uh, and uh, you know hasni perera mad harshita madavi all those players you know karanavira putting in uh, you know the hard yards to take south of uh, you know to take sri lanka sorry mm-hmm. uh, to the to the uh, you know uh, to play to their uh, maximum strength or to their maximum capacity so mm-hmm. you know to see them give their 100% was fantastic and uh, it is great signs for uh, you know sri lankan cricket it's it's actually you know uh, i'm encouraging sign this i would put it through the sri lankan cricketers actually you know also receive some monetary benefits i think a high kin match fee substantial mm-hmm. high kin match fee after the t20 world cup performance and again you know uh, in when india toured sri lanka they also managed to win one odi uh, i believe mm-hmm. so you know uh, they they have been you know winning games here and there and you know but they don't play a lot of cricket that's uh, their huge problem so mm. you know at least pakistan has their own league even though it's an inaugural version it starts you know i think on march 10th or something mm-hmm. uh, so sri lankan cricketers only a couple of them you know probably only apart from samari i don't see anybody else playing uh, the overseas leagues also mm. so you know if the girls could get again uh, a lot of play time you know and uh, they 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 also should tour 
uh, countries like New Zealand, you know, Pakistan more often play mm. T20 series, play, you know, ODA series. And they can also, you know, like the Afghanistan men's team used to do, they can also, you know, send in their teams to train and just even the women's Thailand team also made this in. The Thailand team was here playing against, you know, uh, the Maharashtra, uh, you know, state side or something, mm-hmm. you know, reserve squad or something. They were practicing. They stayed here in, uh, you know, Maharashtra and even in Pondicherry. They were practicing mm-hmm. with some state cricketers. So, Sri Lanka can also, you know, approach the BCCA and request for that. Huh. Because just because the players would get, uh, you know, a lot of exposure just by participating in camps, you know, learning a lot from the Indian cricketers mm-hmm. playing matches, which would be, you know, invaluable for them. Then more game time and, you know, they can they also have the capacity to step up. So, fingers crossed. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, you know, compared to 2021, the way they thrashed uh, India when we took New Zealand mm-hmm. just before the 50 World Cup. To what they are now, it is absolutely, I would say, you know, a very disappointing campaign for them. You know, it's yeah. very unlikely of New Zealand to, you know, just get out uh, for scores less than 100 in two mm. games. Uh, you, they definitely have uh, some very good uh, batters, like as you mentioned, Kerr, Sophie Divine, Suzy Bates. They also, you know, have a very, very handy all-rounders who can just chip in and produce some uh, you know, quick fire runs with the bat. They have a Maddie Green who can go for some big shots as well. So, you know, it was disappointing to see them, uh, you know, not clicking as a unit. And mm-hmm. even if uh, uh, I would have been happy if they had, you know, at least put out their discovery. And somehow I, I felt that it it never actually worked out for them. So mm-hmm. it, it is a campaign that they would like to forget as soon as possible and start afresh. Absolutely. And talking about forgettable campaigns, it would be incomplete if we don't talk about West Indies right now. They did not have the best of the World Cups. And I felt, you know, that a lot of pressure was riding on Haley Matthews, the skipper of the side. And even the Caribbean team as a whole, you know, didn't gel well together and come. So uh, that obviously did lead to that lackluster campaign. So what did you uh, make of it? And there's another discourse of how many people feel that the West Indies should actually disband and, you know, have their own, uh, like, island-based teams, like island. and Tobago. And in the Commonwealth Games, we saw, right, how Barbados was... Barbados, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what are your reflections on the campaign and do you think they should uh, disband? Uh it was again, you know, West Indies have been affected by a lot of uh, injuries, you know, a lot of uh, sudden retirements, shocking retirements, as I would put across. They really missed Deandra Dorton, yeah. you know, such an impact player. You know, in 2021 World Cup, uh, she's an, she has become one of the best death bowlers as well. So she was sorely missed, you know, she and Hayley Matthews would have made a deadly opening pair. And Stephanie Taylor, also, you know, a, a very, very quality cricketer, but unfortunately has missed out on a lot of game time just because of injuries. Uh, the bowlers, you know, apart from uh, Shakira uh, Selman, uh, you know, the paces were quite ordinary. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they and managed to bowl on both sides of the cricket, which made right. things really difficult for the captain to set a field. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd say just one of the positives was uh, the way their spinners bowl, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Karishma Ramharak was one, one spinner who was, you know, promising. And, you know, they are pretty young. So, if worked upon, uh, you know, they can actually groom a team. But they are, I would say that they are still behind teams like Bangladesh, Pakistan, and even Sri Lanka. So, it is a sad state of affairs for West Indies who are actually, you know, uh, who have a World Cup title 
to their credit 2016 t20 world cup so it is still unbelievable and very disappointing yes you are a west indies cricket fan and i'm not uh, you know uh, very sure about the you know the uh, island concept because you know uh, uh, i'm not sure about uh, the depth of uh, you know west indies women's cricket mm-hmm. uh, in in their you know uh, separate respective islands but you know overall if you take india for you know for an as an example we certainly have the you know depth and the talent to you know make uh, zonal teams or whatever it is yeah, yeah. you know even the men's team the men's team can actually you know play at five locations at the same time simultaneously that's the kind of depth we have mm-hmm. you know some women's team we can also field you know one uh, uh, definitely you know zone wise teams we can definitely field four or five teams with the talent and just with the variety with the number of cricketers that we have mm-hmm. i'm not sure that west indies have the same so you know the quality of cricket uh, might not be that impressive when it comes island wise so i feel somehow you know even though i'm not an expert as uh, you know on this concept but uh, you know as a, a genuine cricket fan i would like to love to see west indies as you know one nation absolutely i mean we've seen them uh, ride the highs you know win that uh, world cup the men's team has uh, seen the pinnacles of greatness you know in the 80s yeah. with that enviable uh, bowling attack so here's hoping you know west indies can really uh, figure out like what is going wrong re-strategize and you know yeah. come back stronger because they have the quality players who can uh, really challenge your uh, bigger teams as well So here's hoping the best for them and uh, you know carrying forward our discussion now we have Ireland and Bangladesh now they had tricky world cups like at the face of it, it looks like hey they lost all their matches so you know what are the takeaways but i think a pertinent uh, feature of Ireland was how they were you know such a fighting unit right in the match versus India i think that runches would have been very interesting if rain did not uh, play spoils but it could have been very tricky for India as well so how yes, did you yes, yes. Uh, make of their campaigns i think india had a lucky escape that they came because you know if the rain uh, came yeah. in a little bit late they would have probably been you know on par or you know even ahead of india yeah. in the dls par score so but you know as a fielding unit they dropped a few catches initially smriti especially of smriti mandana who was you know actually gifting them a lot of chances in that game so you know had they taken those chances it was actually smriti who went on to score big that mm-hmm. game and because of her only india got to a respectable total so had ireland grabbed on to the chances you know who knows we might have found it very difficult to cross even 140 and yeah. you know to put up that kind of a performance like uh, you know dismissing the other experienced indian batters really early you know would be uh, would be actually you know celebrated should be cherished by them mm-hmm. and uh, you know hopefully they do get better with their uh, fielding their bowling uh was uh, you know was good i felt it. they were on target most of the time they kept it simple you know just stump to stump and even their leg spinner i don't remember her name unfortunately mm-hmm. i felt you know she was very good as well so you know credit to ireland for their you know bowling and fielding just that you know it was in their day but you know that was a dangerously close game for india Absolutely and uh, what do you think of Bangladesh I mean now they had a lot of under 19 players you know showing up the squad at ease and uh, they did present themselves as good competitors and someone who could potentially cause an upset you know their knack of doing that in the men's world cup as well you're just uh, drawing a relation but uh, how do you look at that their campaign and do they have positives to uh, take ahead with them 
definitely they have positives to take ahead uh, you know take home i would say you know the next t20 world cup you know is happening in bangladesh you know i yeah. think 2024 uh, somewhere it's happening in bangladesh so they would be really looking to you know cash in on that they would you know it's home advantage for them and you know bangladeshi pitches they are known to be a slowish sluggish tracks as we saw in the asia cup because mm-hmm. of there was some rain around so you know we can have similar kind of situations for uh, you know for the t20 women's world cup as well so baki uh, bangladesh have a really really spin heavy attack and their spinners bowl really slow through the air so it can actually work in their favor so no you never know and uh, you know with uh, batters like uh, uh, nigar jyoti you know you know stepping up and just scoring runs at ease mm-hmm. and you know they're all rounders like rumama who keep chipping with their you know a single runner ball score rate uh, you know and there are you know under 19 uh, uh, you know star i would say i don't remember her name the right hander who, who was striking really really big shorna akhtar uh shorna akhtar no it was some protasha or uh, you know ah. the under 19 cricketer protasha was was hitting huge sixes was you know just uh, see like seeing shakali verma for the first time you know just clearing her front leg and hitting <laughs> through the line of the ball hitting those you know 75 meter sixes you know, they definitely do have some talent coming in and uh, you know they have also worked a lot upon their fielding they are a mm-hmm. much improved fielding side now so just that you know they get uh, some uh, you know power fitting uh, work done in the batting department their bowling can definitely work in you know defending low scores so why not so there is there is actually a work that needs to be done but definitely they can post a threat to any side on their given day Absolutely. And, you know, through our discussion, we have spoken about, we started with Australia and India and we spoke about the other teams. But uh, if you had to, you know, put things in perspective, like which group's matches did you enjoy the most? Because earlier in the conversation, we spoke about how India was probably placed in an easier group that made our pathway to the semi-final easier. But I personally felt that the group A matches were really competitive in comparison to group B. So what are your thoughts on like that? yeah i i agree with you you know that uh, group a games were you know were fantastic uh, just that you know if south africa uh, sorry if new zealand had gotten going a little earlier uh, you know that would have made the group even more interesting but we had some uh, close games in our group as well for example yeah. india versus pakistan was you know a game that i would rewatch uh, for ages so that was a really really uh, great game and india versus ireland as well we just managed to you know uh, skip through and you know even the opening game of the t20 world cup was humbling them sri lanka mm-hmm. won it by three runs so they were there were you know one sided matches as well but you know uh, the fight and the resolve uh, shown by all teams was just fantastic to watch Absolutely. And, you know, before we move on to our uh, rapid fire round, when you look at the under 19 World Cup, we saw like four groups across, no, four teams across four groups. And we saw just so many uh, teams coming through, right? So do you hope that going ahead in future T20 World Cups, we get to see a lot more teams, which gives exposure? Like, come on, this World Cup, we miss teams like, uh, you know, Scotland, Rwanda would have made a good inclusion. And a lot of the African teams obviously didn't make it, right? So do you think... uh you know world cups going ahead should be more inclusive and have a lot more teams because this world cup was quality and you know having these lower ranked teams will uh, certainly not just give them exposure but make it a very interesting uh, tournament too right 
Yeah, absolutely. It will also, you know, it's the greatest stage for anyone to just come out and perform. If you do well in the under-19 World Cup, uh, you know, that's it. You are going to be getting a lot of kids with the women's Premier League, with the WBBN, yeah. uh, you know, with the 100 in England. So you are going to be getting a lot of opportunities. So uh, it's it's going to be, uh, you know, a great thing if a lot of teams come through. And, we, and not only, you know, make teams like, uh, you know, uh, Rwanda or even a Thailand, say, you know, just, just they can just come out there, explain themselves. Yeah. And, you know, enjoy the game of cricket. So, you know, more inclusivity. I'm sure, you know, the ICCs, they have their European program, their American mm-hmm. program. They have, you know, their own set of qualifiers. And even Japan, have, you know, has some really good women cricketers as well. A lot of work is going, uh, you know, being done there. And even Hong Kong, you know, is coming up with a lot of cricketers with the, you know, the fair break invitation yeah, is also yeah, yeah. happening you know, this year at Hong Kong. So, you know, hopefully we see a lot of talents coming through from uh, these nations, you know, even the associate nations as well. And eventually, you know, they qualify for the T20 World Cup just just for no reason, just to, you know, enjoy themselves and you know, uh, get some learnings and inspire the next generation. I completely agree with uh, you on that and fingers crossed on, you know, seeing more teams in the World Cup making uh, for a very interesting watch for all us fans. And, you know, this is so many stories, right, that comes through from these cricketers who have struggled so hard to be where they are, especially from these uh, lower ranked nations. So here's hoping uh, that happens soon. And uh, uh, and on that note, let's move on to our rapid fire round. So are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who do you think was the best player of the tournament? That's uh, Tuffy. I'm going to go with um, Laura Van Wart. Okay. I really like her approach, especially in the uh, knockout game. So, you know, watching her was uh, phenomenal. Of course, the legend bit me. <laughs> right, she certainly does uh, make her way into our hearts and obviously every team as well. And uh, who was the youngster who impressed you in the tournament? Richa Ghosh. Mm-hmm. Richa Ghosh, you know, the way she finished in the Pakistan game and, uh, you know, the way she just observes pressure at just the age of 19 was just, you know, really, really impressive. Right. And uh, what were, what was your favourite match of this T20 World Cup? India versus Pakistan, hands down. <laughs> okay, and uh, what was your favorite uh, moment? This could be off the field or even on field uh, in the Stephen World Cup. So the moment, uh, you know, it for me the defining moment that I would say was Harman's run out. So yeah. you know, it it uh, you know, although uh, there are two sides to it, uh, some might call it unfortunate. You know, it was uh, had she made it, there would have been you know no nothing uh, problematic about that. But the fact is not you know that. We felt that there was a little bit of, you know, casual approach in, you know, going mm-hmm. for the second run and just the basics like, you know, sticking out the bat, you know, grounding the bat yeah. with the full flays of the toe heading right into the ground. So it was just a basic error and, you know, the Australians before that over were just, you know, were just, I would say that they were really under the pump because the way Jamie and uh, Harman were batting, it was... Uh, it, it will, we were literally, you know, just cruising home. Had they mm-hmm. batted for another, you know, one over or even two overs, we would have definitely sealed the game. So that was a learning moment, a defining moment uh, for me, for sure. Right. And uh, what is the one word that's coming to your mind that to, you know, describe the World Cup? 
ground breaking right and uh, yeah. i know it was it was i i said that because of the reason that you know the wanderers the atmosphere that was you know uh, there for the uh, semi finals and the final was just you know just brilliant and uh, what is your team of the tournament uh, i will have nora walwart and beth muni opening the batting and mick lanning of course will lead my side no side is complete without nat sever brunt so obviously she is going to be there richa ghosh will be my wicket keeper and finisher followed by aisha naseem the 18 year old from pakistan who shows a lot of promise really sophie eccleston uh will be my first spinner choice and followed by shapnam ismail just for the fierce competitor that she is renuka singh and megan shoot will uh, open the uh, bowling attack with the new ball and my side will also feature inoka ranavira the sri lankan left arm spinner who has been fantastic uh, in the t20 world cup the 12th player will be haley matthews Uh, so that does conclude our uh, short and sweet rapid fire round and uh, you know before we draw curtains on our episode uh, do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners thank uh, for all of you listening out there neha is doing a fantastic job you know i have listened to you know many episodes of her it's it's you know really uh, cool stuff really insightful stuff about cricket so whomever is Uh, hasn't followed her yet you know uh, you know subscribe to her podcast right now and she's there on instagram also so just uh, you know follow her don't have any second thoughts or you know she has been doing a great job and uh, for those of you who haven't you know started following women's cricket i think it's high time that you guys start following uh, the women yeah. cricketers uh, uh, as well because you know the stage i would say uh, the difference has come down a lot bit uh, the cricket levels of uh, you know competitiveness Uh, the levels of skill has improved tremendously especially mm. in the last 5 years so you know just get back in <laughs> those are uh, you know uh, some really uh, encouraging words and here's hoping our listeners also take into account that women's cricket is such an you know interesting uh, property in itself and it is time uh, to invest in it and on that note i'd like to draw curtains on my episode thank you so much you know for joining me on the podcast and i must say i'm a big fan of uh, the work you do on instagram right like you add a lot of value to my uh, <laughs> digital uh, life there and uh, your reels and uh, you know short form videos are just amazing i really hope our listeners to you know end up following your page uh, you're active on uh, at the rate she uh, talks cricket so i hope a lot of my listeners also you know tune into the kind of content you're making on uh, instagram and uh, youtube so here's hoping i can have you back on the podcast and please keep going at it with your brilliant work and uh, until next time take care and bye thank you so much neha cheers Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support please follow and press the bell icon on spotify and subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out @nav in the backfoot on instagram and @nav in the backwall on twitter for the latest facts terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you the podcast is also available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify anchor overcast and a lot of other platforms forms so please do spread the word until next time stay safe and take care listeners bye for now